0: We'll Well, here we are back at the beautiful Minnesota Opera Center Yay. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yay. We are all together. We'll see how, how long, long that, that lasts. lasts. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll
1: see what the Panhellenic decides to do. <laughs> <And> know, <laughs> y'all. It is Delta Plus.
0: It's got extra leg room. Your first check bag is free. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. But first first, first and foremost, I do want to, because we didn't do it last week, but I want to spend, send right at the top of the show a special shout out to Minnesota Opera Technical Director Josh Pecklow for putting all of this together, this beautiful studio Mm -hmm. that we are recording in and these microphones and all of this business. I was just like, oh my God, I don't know what we're going to do. And he was just like, you know, you work for an opera company. We've got audio equipment. (laughs) And then he and the production team came down here And made this beautiful space for us to record in. So I'm just so thankful.
2: Me too. Very I was like, oh my gosh, I just have to like show up and record. (laughs) I just have to
0: like like plug my computer in and set up a couple of little doohickeys and plug the microphones in and we're ready to go. No fumbling with
2: cables, no trying to get the pop filter to stand up (laughs) right.
0: No none of that. But you can bring latte. Aww, <laughs> she, can, she
2: can still have a guest spot yes. know, every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> co Well, I, thought, I mean, I
0: thought when she guested, it, it was beautiful. <laughs> she had wonderful things to say. <laughs> I did too, I did too. My partner was
2: thrilled to hear that she had her moment in, in the spotlight and just said something so profound. Yes, yeah, well, you know,
0: <laughs> at some point, Delilah, my cat needs to come and just sort of lay across things and... He... <laughs> <laughs> glare at us i know she has opinions, she has opinions. <laughs> yes. oh my god if, if she could talk i can only imagine
3: but that's not really what you want i am so convinced if our pets could talk no that's it's just not a good thing because she yells at me a lot <laughs> <laughs> and She'll i just you out. yeah
0: i feel like i'm just constantly like 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 a roommate that like Hates me, but like also like doesn't like. Sometimes she's sweet. She comes and gets on my lap, but like most of the time she's just upset. Like like every like I say to her all the time. She's like standing by the door, wanting to go out. Meow meow And I'm like yes I know. Everything's such a problem. Well,
1: if you yeah. stopped
3: patronizing her, she'd probably stop yelling at. You. Oh my god, you sound just oh. like her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I'm triggered
3: <laughs> well, Damien always reminds me that Our cat is the oldest person in our house mm. Because if you're factoring in cat years She's 11 uh... and I think maybe she's like 65, 70 So okay. she doesn't have time for the tomfoolery And I, and I think that's usually okay. You know way. I'm over here trying to sleep I know it's 2 in the afternoon Why is there all this talking? Why is there a TV on? Turn those lights <laughs> off. Like it, I'm. This is where we are now. She was lovely as a kitten, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Delilah as a kitten not so much. <laughs> She's calmed down a lot, <laughs> but you know she just she was a wild one. I bet. <laughs>
3: well, considering we all very well may be at home again soon, uh, our animals will have their time again, so. Yeah, and I think that is, you
0: know, perhaps a little silver lining, because yeah. <laughs> she's, she's been just beside herself in the mornings when I've been leaving, so. I think
2: mine has finally gotten used to it, oh. so like, but I'm sure she'll be happy to see me back, which is what I was sure was going to happen When I saw uh, the crowds at Lollapalooza. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I. Uh, Yeah.
0: That was so insane.
2: So, like, also, like, picture this. We're, We're in Minnesota. We're in Minneapolis. That's in Chicago. Right. I'm thinking of, like, how many, like, young people traveled there mm-hmm. for Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind mm-hmm. that there is that uh, rally in Sturgis that happens every year mm-hmm. that's going to come. And I remember, Pepperidge Farm remembers last year, remembers <laughs> last year. <laughs> what happened after the Sturgis rally. <laughs> so we're just like this little garbage sandwich right here between the two. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's literally like people have okay. forgotten that we
3: are still in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. We never got to be, it didn't actually ever end.
2: And I saw an article that was just like, we're in for like, an, basically like we're in for an epic concert season or one of the most like epic or, you know, biggest uh, season of tours and concerts ever. And I'm like.
0: Are we, though? Why? That's or, what I want to know.
2: Are like, yeah, y'all going to plant it, then why? shut it down? Or why? are y'all planning the biggest super spreaders ever? That, I think that... You know,
0: I, I was reading something, I think it was yesterday, and they were saying that, like, not only is it sort of coupled with, like, you know, you've got... The, the COVID deniers over here who are just like, you know, it's a hoax, it's a scam, I'm not going to get the vaccine because, like, it has side effects and Bill Gates is putting microchips in my brain. <laughs> but then you have all the rest of us over here and, like, there are, you know, a lot of us who are, like, sitting here and going, like, you know, obviously freaking out mm-hmm. for good reason. But then, like, and I feel like I kind of like fall into this category too where like I'm kind of like in a little bit of denial too because like it's hard to think about like all of the lockdowns all of the death all of just the sitting in your home by yourself like anxious that you're gonna die from this airborne disease that's going around outside and then finally like in just record-breaking time we got these vaccines and it was gonna be like cool, we're all done, we all got this life-saving vaccine, we're all good, great, take your masks off. And now it's like, because like of these crazy people over yep. here... Like, we have to go through it all again? Like, no. Yeah. No. I'm having my wedding reception.
2: <laughs> I'm taking my trip.
0: <laughs> like, I can't. I can't, No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. And, of course, if, like, you know, we have to go back into lockdown, we'll, we'll deal. But, like, it's just, it's so upsetting. It's yeah. so upsetting. <laughs>
2: I'm more frustrated with just, like, the, like, just overall systemic failure in every regard that this has been from yeah. like the like not mitigating the spread in the first place, mm-hmm. the confusing mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. the not trying to do, not doing enough mm-hmm. to communicate with marginalized communities yeah. or people who just have questions in yeah. general about this yeah. vaccine that seemed to have popped up out of nowhere, the misinformation, <laughs> mis- yeah. even though we know now it did not pop up out of nowhere, but still, yeah. like oh, right. people like the oh, uh, not having the contact tracing that other countries had when I heard what happened like what other countries had when you mm-hmm. travel there that mm-hmm. there's like on-site like rapid testing there's yep. contact tracing that you just download onto an app on your phone somebody from their health board calls you like every day for the first seven days that you're there to check and I was like we didn't do I, no, no, none of it. no, no such thing. Yeah, no no such yeah. thing. And the
3: idea that now we're going to take an opportunity to do what we should have done last time. It, here, here's my plan, and y'all can tell me if I'm if I'm completely barking up the wrong tree. I would love it if immediately after your reception, we <laughs> could go into like a 16 week everybody shut down everything once and for all, and then all of a sudden we get to Halloween. And then maybe it's, like, maybe we dealt with it. Maybe right? we can trick or treat. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. we can see our families at Thanksgiving. I have not gone home for Christmas for two, two years. years now. And, like, you know, maybe that's not a thing to a lot of people, but that is a thing for me. Mm-hmm. And and I I feel it. And it would be nice if the people who don't want to cooperate with getting a vaccine, okay, fine, I hear you, and I'm sure there are lots of reasons for not doing it, why don't you not get a vaccine and then stay at home and then you just keep staying there and then let the rest of us get our herd immunity together. And then maybe we figure out what's happening on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. But I think this kind of idea that you don't have to get a vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask and you can still be outside screaming and hollering at people at Walmart. That's what I don't understand. I don't don't either. I don't either. I have a friend who has elected not to get the vaccine for a range of reasons. And she's also elected along with that, I'm not leaving my house. See? And I feel like the two things <laughs> go together in my head, right? And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm with you. Like, I, I get you don't want to get it, but I also get you don't want to get the disease, so then you're going to stay home.
1: Mm-hmm. I
3: don't understand this idea that I'm, I'm not getting it. I'm not doing anything preventative. And I'm... And I want to fight against people who do. Like, I I want my governor... What state is it? It's got to be Florida or Texas, right? That's talking about, like, you can stop... Report people who you think are migrants from Latin America if you see them in a car and you think they have COVID. I
0: actually... What? Read this. Texas. I, I, governor I mean, Abbott. And that, Texas. Wait, yeah. wait.
2: What? Yeah. Right. If because... you see someone who you think <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: is... Mm-hmm.
0: If you see a brown a migrant. person if you see a brown person in a car, right. And mm-hmm. you think
2: they also think mm-hmm. they have covid. Because you can see that just from, from a car. looking at them. Right. In maybe they, they c- their right. car. maybe
0: they cleared their throat or they sneezed.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> but, basically, if you see a brown person mm-hmm. coughing in their car, you can cough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this us okay. allowed for the perfect <laughs> okay. storm of ignorance
3: mm-hmm. and more ignorance. Like this, this is just what we're doing in 2021 y'all.
0: And it just, I, a long time ago, I was talking with my mom. And she was like, it's like watching a zombie movie and, like, seeing, like, people, like, clamoring, like, trying to break into government offices saying, let the zombies bite us! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I demand to be bitten by the zombies! <laughs> right. And it's just like, okay, so now we know what would happen in a zombie apocalypse. Like, I oh, mean, we... Absolutely. we're in the middle of it. I right? mean, we're in the middle of it. But, like, I mean, this just... You know, and I think we, we all know the answer to your question why this is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, mm-hmm. why who exactly it is yeah. believes that they mm-hmm. don't have to mm-hmm. take the vaccine or wear mm-hmm. a mask, but also don't have to take any, any precautionary measures, right. like, mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, you know, and it's like I said last week, white supremacy will kill us all. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's just, to me, just the idea that, like, just the mutations aren't enough like we're we're watching it happen in real
3: time this virus is mutating a whole panhellenic council of viruses are mm-hmm. marching through this country right now
2: i've I mean... pretty much just accepted that like this is going to be a way of life for a minute, wearing masks in public, carrying, I I mean, I carried hand sanitizer on me at all times in the first place, but like for real now, (laughs) like for real, for real, like not playing like every time you're in and out of a place, like the being careful about who you're gathering Mm -hmm. around, like I just, I had a feeling from the beginning, I didn't want to be right though, but just watching how things were unfolding and how things were being handled, and Especially the refusal to just have everyone stay home and yeah. pay them to stay home. Yeah. Like, yeah. that we could not do that basic thing. I was like, oh, okay. Right. Like, white supremacy and capitalism just gonna take us all down. It's just yeah. gonna... COVID <laughs> might be the thing to undo them. Right. Because, like, I don't know what... Th- this, uh, you can't... Uh, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a global pandemic. Like it is a global pandemic, like a real one. So, yeah. it could li- it could take us all out, or create like long. It's creating long term disabilities mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People who will not be able to work. Mm-hmm. People who will mm-hmm. not be able to ter- return mm-hmm. back to what they want us all to return to. So I mean, long,
0: long, long haul COVID is on the same wave as dementia, and Alzheimer's.
3: Yeah, yeah. you don't want COVID. Anxiety. You
0: do not want COVID. <laughs>
3: I, I, I mean, <laughs> so um, just so y'all out there in the world know, we are currently hiring for a couple of positions in our department. If, if anybody's listening to this podcast, it's just like, <laughs> I want my piece of that. Um, but one of the things that has shifted is I have to ask people about COVID in interviews mm-hmm. and just like, what is your general disposition to being around people? right? Mm-hmm. Now? You yeah. know, and that's that's not a thing that I thought that we would be asking, but you do have to ask, and the answers are not uniformly, like, I am happy to be sitting in an office somewhere, no, nor should no. no. I right? be. No. So it's, I mean, the number of things that it shifted, I, I feel like part of my adjustment to Minneapolis has been sort of, like, stymied by the fact that Damien and I are, are still, like, a little... Traumatized, And, like, the idea mm-hmm. of meeting a bunch of people we don't know is, like...
0: And that's completely mm-hmm. understandable. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. We, you know, met up with some friends this past Saturday that we hadn't seen in two years um, to go have dinner. And we were sitting inside, and I was trying to be, like, cool and you know, we were six feet away from the other tables, and, but like, the waitress, like, comes over, and she's like, hey, what's up? But I'm just like, ah! <laughs> oh! <laughs> hi!
1: <laughs> what's up? Ah, <laughs> the ring Tony! <laughs> Please get out of my face, and bring me the to ring Tony! <laughs> this
2: isn't about you, I'm sure you're really nice and vaccinated. <laughs> i had a moment in uh going to get lunch yesterday i was going to go to sweet green and get myself you know 15 dollars salad or whatever I love, so, <laughs> I love it i hate it but i love it Ugh. but i had it was like lunch rush kind of and i just had a moment freaking out because i'm standing there in line and i'm like I might be the only, there may be like one other person here wearing a mask. There's so many people in here for lunch. And I was just like, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> And I walked out so the you door. you <laughs> no, no, I did no. not. I did not. I no. went to somewhere that had a lot less people that had a closed kitchen situation in the back. <laughs> and <laughs> I sat and ate my lunch outside where there was only like two other people more than six feet away. So <laughs> we're
3: just living in a new world. I I started working with a, a trainer last week and oh. I do doing- yeah, I'm trying to get snatched for the winter, I guess. Um, it's a, okay. It's <laughs> <the> opposite <laughs> time of year. So yes. You can't
0: s- see it but under this bubble coat. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> snatched in the snowsuit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but
3: I, the only way I was going to feel comfortable with it is if I did an online trainer because I knew I did mm. not want to be in the gym with first of all I knew I didn't want to be in the gym. But I also didn't want to be in the gym with people I didn't know where somebody's having to like move your arms and legs to get you in the right form. Mm -hmm. And I've been super happy. Shout to Nathan Horowitz and David Wang. Y'all have been Lovely Nathan yes. is a stuntman yes. and oh. a trainer for the American Ninja Warrior. Oh, so I'm, I'm like, I don't need oh. the full service. You can start me all the way down here. Oh, I'm
0: trying to go up the salmon ladder.
3: Give me, <laughs> <laughs> give me that, that information. I do feel like I've been in. dropped out of a plane at forty thousand oh feet with no parachute. My forty-year-old body is feeling every inch of it. But if it hadn't been for the pandemic, I think I would have just been like, you know, go to the gym and send me whoever works here kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But I'm glad that I took the shows of the folks I did because they are actually really lovely about also working in re- the reality we mm-hmm. in right now. Right. There's no mm-hmm. pretense that we're living in a different kind of a, a universe. And they were even like, are you in a place where you need like a home workout because you're not going To the gym, and I'm like, not this week. We'll check in next month because it Mm -hmm. may very well be where we are. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, that's, it's everything, right?
2: I mean,
0: I when we first came back to the Opera Center, you know, I've been working out at home for the past, you know, six or seven months, and, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh well, you know, if things are you know opening up and getting back to normal, maybe like I'll find a gym around here. And I went to one nearby, and, like, they gave me a guest pass, and I was going around, and I was on the treadmill, and then about, like, halfway through my working out, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> 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 and I am seeing like, all just, like, these random sweaty people without masks on, like, touching oh, things, no. <laughs> and, like, you know, yeah, you've got, like, the spray or whatever that you, like, wipe things down, and, but it was just like, but... yeah. No, and I was just yeah. like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait until this whole thing is just over before I, you know, am around just like sweaty, spitty, <laughs> screaming <laughs> people lifting heavy things. <laughs> Not ready for that yet. Not ready for that. No. But I do want
3: Nathan Horowitz. Nathan Horowitz and David Wang at David Wang David Wang Fitness.com. Okay.
0: Well. All right.
3: Free plug. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely, and I think if I refer people, I might get something. And if I don't, I will recommend that they give me something for referring people.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to take a look at that. There should be something
2: in it for you. There should be. be
0: (laughs) Well, one thing that I I want to say, and I hope I speak for all three of us. (laughs) (laughs) but i just want to say something to all the black people out there who are listening to this show i understand the hesitation but please go get vaccinated Mm -hmm. please go get vaccinated i know i know i get it (laughs) i Mm -hmm. really do medical racism is a thing and it has been for (laughs) ever yeah but this is no joke Mm -hmm. we need to keep ourselves and each other safe please run don't walk
2: yeah
0: and get that job Mm
2: -hmm. go get it and remember that even though i I know like some people have been uh put off also because of just like the financial aspects of the medical Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. as well like Just because they ask for insurance, don't mean you have to pay, like, people get caught up by that, just go get it, go get it, it's available, I know, I know, the struggle, trust me, (laughs) (laughs) I went through it, I was hesitant, yes, I was not exactly running, nor was I excited, but I'm glad, very glad, that I did get vaccinated, so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ah, okay,
0: let's <laughs> breathe. <laughs> let's breathe. Thank you. Thank you for bearing with us as we got all of that out of <laughs> Oh my gosh. Just being alive in 2021 is just... strange. Gosh, isn't it insane? This dimension mm. is just... I don't even... I don't have words.
2: I ask myself a lot, like... Like and, and and a lot of people believe that like, you know, you choose to be born at a at a certain time and that like it's kind of a conscious, like, you know, you in the spirit world and you're like, Oh, I'll come down. I ask a lot, like, why did I <clears throat> look at what was happening and what might happen and be like, Yeah, yeah. I want like
0: Are we just all, like, all of us are just, like, the type of people, like, oh, I like a challenge.
2: Maybe. (laughs) Clearly. Did I make a bargain with, like, the rest of my ancestral lineage and they talked me into it? They were like, all right, if you go down there, we gonna, like, set you up real good and we make sure you're wealthy in the end. Is that what it's called? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out why I agreed. I'm trying to.
3: (laughs) I think somebody just made me mad and I'm like, I'm done up here and I'm going down there and I didn't know what I was getting into. So That's the only thing that makes sense.
0: I mean, I guess perhaps I looked at at, at the ancestors and was like, well, I mean, I guess they had it like they did have it worse. Okay. <laughs> well, well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they probably looked at me and they were like, "Oh, okay. So you're, oh, oh, the little pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Are you <laughs> complaining? <Yep>. Are you...
2: <laughs> Let me tell you something about hardship. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh no, you had to stay in your house for two weeks and play jigsaw puzzles. Oh no. Oh my God. <laughs> (laughs) And I'm like down here, like, but Donald Trump!
3: That was really bad! (laughs) In fairness, I feel like they would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um,
2: But then they're also like, but Christopher Columbus! Right! (laughs) (laughs) Boo hoo, girl!
1: (laughs)
0: So maybe we're the ones who are like, let's just take it easy.
3: That doesn't feel right (laughs) either. (laughs) I'm going to wait till y'all work this out and I'm going to go down in 1980. just... Right.
2: Right. If y'all get us through 1700 and 1800, I'll pick up around 1993. Sound cool? And I was...
0: <laughs> well, at least
2: you missed Reagan because
0: yeah. that was a trip too. <laughs> that was wild. That was wild. But you did get George W. Bush.
2: Did I? Yeah, oh you yeah. Sure did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting from when I was just a just a young little tyke, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. watching the news in third grade was that was a trip. That was a trip. That was a trip. Yeah. That was a
0: trip. <laughs> well, I'm living in New York, but we don't need to go into all that. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of New York, there is joyous news. Oh yes. Let's yeah. let's talk about something happy.
3: Yes, let's do it.
0: Yeah, please let's do it. <laughs> so. We have amazing news. People of color doing big things in our industry once Woo-hoo. again. Um, and we just want to shout out Shanta Fake. yeah. Who is the new chief Yay. artistic officer at Lincoln Center. And it's just an amazing, an amazing, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Doing big things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was at the public theater, I believe, um, before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And just... Out here, just doing it for the culture, and so I'm just.
3: It's so exciting. So excited. Such for a her. good move. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. She was at Joe's Pub, but that's part of yeah, it. part of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: yeah. No, it's, it's super exciting, and we have a close working relationship here in the Impact Department with someone who very soon will be on staff with Mistake, and she has spoken of her in such glowing terms. So I'm super excited for Lincoln Center. I'm excited for the whole field in terms of what this means. And this has been like a, a lovely span of a couple of weeks of good news about women of color assuming these roles at companies. And, you know, I'd like to think it bodes well for the future, you know? I, I
0: certainly hope so.
3: I hope so too, right? I, I certainly
0: hope so. Because, I mean, in her new position, I mean, she's going to have just so much access yeah. to just mm-hmm. the vast yeah. resources and real estate of Lincoln Center the concert halls and the opera stages mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. plaza and mm-hmm. the yeah. recital rooms and the <laughs> reflecting pool <and laughs> just like this, like the whole city is just kind yeah. of like you know Lincoln Center's playground and you know I remember you know living in in New York and going down there and just yeah. the majesty I mean, you just <laughs> you just step onto that campus and you're just like holy shnikes <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right i have never i have
2: never visited but does it like inspire the same vibe as like a kennedy center oh, like yeah. in dc yeah. okay oh, yeah. that's what i imagine oh, yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: it's a it's a sort of architectural marvel mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know you also know like the kind of caliber of art that's happening there and it's exciting because there are a couple of at least two schools on campus right SAB and Juilliard and you see the the kids walking around Mm -hmm. and you're like this is Mm -hmm. the future of of so many disciplines and it's it's exciting when you're like sort of paralleling that with Lincoln Center's construction and all the people of color who are uprooted to put Lincoln Center there Mm -hmm. and now you have this woman of color who is going to assume this role and I feel like it's a it's an important phase in its development in terms of right-siding some of that. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to go back and visit New York twenty years from now when there's no more COVID and seeing like the really incredible work that they will be doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you know, mistake if if the fancy ever strikes you and you're free on a <laughs> <out of laughs> morning, we'd love to. To chat with you about all your awesome plans. Oh my goodness! Yes.
0: I'm thirsty for those plans. <laughs> I'm, I'm also I'm
2: excited about this because I feel like I mean even though not visiting the Lincoln Center in person, like I've heard of it or know of it, and or like everyone who has not been there in person knows because of Absolutely. like you said the caliber of art that uh-huh. like you see coming out of there and all of that, and like I think about what it means when like large institutions like mm-hmm. that have. Um, someone at the helm who understands like the tone they set for the culture or the you know the tone they set in terms of like this is what is legitimate or this is what's valid or Mm -hmm. not like i think about the kennedy center and how they have like a whole is it like hip-hop laureate or something like that but there's a whole like you know there's a few positions that are focused on like hip-hop specifically Mm -hmm. and that culture and what programming happens at the Kennedy Center related to hip-hop and I mean I don't know if the two are tied but I do see like a period of a lot more people giving hip-hop like the serious scholarship that it deserves like on a bigger platform not just people like within academia having trouble getting their work supported i'm sure <laughs> like <laughs> but like actual like like evolution of hip-hop series that's on netflix that is yeah. so good yeah. so like yeah that matters so yeah, i'm right. excited to see to see what she does Yeah, because
0: i mean too. to be in that job you just sort of have to be a master yeah of just so many different disciplines mm-hmm. but i just see this as an opportunity to bring even more disciplines yeah. into that space and yeah. that's just so exciting yeah. just like you're saying bitch mm-hmm. um it's just it's just i can't wait to see yeah. what they're gonna do because you know i <laughs> i've never actually like you know been to juilliard or anything like that you know the mm-hmm. perhaps was a dream of mine once upon a time, <laughs> I think the closest I got was the Tower Records. <laughs> that used to be in 66 and <laughs> Broadway. <Wrong> <laughs> but it's still, it's just, it just, it, it, you know, in your, your imagination, it holds that, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, incredible mythic yeah. sort of quality, you know, like, you know Julia Styles and Save the Last Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Julia just occupies that in the med and yeah, yeah. Sab and all of these institutions, and so to have just a little bit more flavor, yeah. perhaps. Just a little seasoning and <laughs> <fustle. laughs> <laughs> Up in there. It's just like it's just amazing. So congratulations, Shanta Fake. We're rooting for you. And yes, come on the podcast if you feel like it. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. We have literally an open <laughs> chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys heard But apparently, classical music is under racial attack.
1: Oh,
2: is it? Oh, dear. I know. And
0: it's all George Floyd's fault. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. We'll be right back with this week's read. We'll be right back. And we are back. We back. We back. How was your break? It's lovely. Oh, good. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh, you guys. Did you know classical music is under assault? Oh! <gasps> All these black people. By who? We're we're attacking <laughs> classical music. Sounds like something we do. Well, you know, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I am joking. Um, but you know who is not joking is Miss. Uh, what's her name? Heather, Heather MacDonald. McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> she was not joking at all. Miss Quite Heather. Serious. Miss <laughs> Heather is very upset. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she wrote. She wrote an article for uh, Manhattan Institute's City Journal. Uh, right. Hopefully int-
3: none of you have ever heard of that. No. <laughs> no. But it is
0: entitled, I believe, Classical Music's Suicide Pact Part 1. So Ooh. I guess part two is, is upcoming. And, uh, well, I'll just give you a little flavor of the opening. Um, you know, I'll use my Christina voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> inside joke sorry <laughs> classical music is under racial attack orchestra and opera companies are said to discriminate against lowercase black musicians and composers. (laughs) The canonical repertoire, the product of a centuries-long tradition of musical expression, is allegedly a function of white supremacy.
1: Not one
0: leader in the field has defended Western art music against these charges. And I'm just going to stop you right there. (laughs) Not one leader in the field has defended <laughs> western art music against these charges so here comes heather right and basically she continues long story short please i've given this this article probably much more than it is due Feel free to just take mm. our word for it. Don't give this any more page views. No reason to read mm. this. I a quick cursory Google search. No reason to take person. the views from three to ten. No. <laughs> no reason. I I had never heard of this person. I know you had Lee. Oh yeah. Um but oh, yeah. just a cursory Google search. Just you know, she was on Tucker Carlson last night. She
3: In a friendly interview. Yes.
2: Oh wait, for real? Yes. Oh.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Or maybe it was two days ago, but it was very recent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, You know, she has written screeds for the same publication Mm -hmm. about homelessness, uh, uh, (laughs) you know, police uh, brutality, police violence, um, just all sorts of things where um black people are at fault and mm-hmm. will be forever and mm-hmm. ever and ever and so mm-hmm. apparently that extends to classical music <laughs> and to um you know edi efforts um here and throughout the country yeah. um attempts to diversify mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. audiences and, and repertoire repertoire mm-hmm. artists who are on on our stages and mm-hmm. behind our stages and the designers Apparently, all that is ruining things. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear. You. There <laughs> is no racism. White supremacy is in scare quotes throughout. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this idea that you know classical music institutions, opera institutions, are perpetuating systems of inequity and are pressing people of color uh is well, just bit, yeah. just wrong yeah it's just I, everything was fine after the mm-hmm. 60s um you got your little civil rights act you got your little voting rights <laughs> act why are you <laughs> why are you <laughs> why are you upset at the same time there is no racism and and we should all just sort of shut up and just sort of uncritically listen to you know our Mozart and our Beethoven and just right. enjoy it mm-hmm. um, but at the same time also all of the scary black people have their foot feet on the neck of these mm-hmm. institutions and all of this power <laughs> thanks to the murder of George Floyd and we are using it to destroy the cannon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So what do y'all think about that? (laughs) You know, it is, reading this was one of the times I was so happy to have gone to Columbia, Mm. where the point of that exercise was learning backwards and forwards the entire Western canon. Mm -hmm. Art, music, and literature, because it puts me in a situation where somebody else cannot tell me what I know. Uh And reading this incredibly Sophistic article That was based on Mountains of illogic And false information And completely unreasonable assumptions I was able to go from start to finish And see that she had no point Like none, no, no,
0: like none. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It's amazing. Like, like the whole time I'm reading it, and I'm thinking, like, so what is your point? So
2: surely the point will be. What are you trying? Surely, Surely. what
0: are you trying to say other than like I am tired of listening to black people that talk.
3: I I think that. You might have that
0: seemed been. to have I think that been is the point. The point. Yeah. So sorry. Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> you got another hour of this. <laughs> for real, like I'm just
2: like scrolling through again and I'm just like, Nope, that's a that's another complaint. That's another um that's a complaint that's a, another sarcastic quote <laughs> there's another complaint about people of color getting all the attention when okay there's just, yep, and it's still going i haven't found the point yet i haven't nope 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 just more complaint complaint yeah no Nope, that's not the point either. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. I'm still going. It's literally still complete. This might be the point at the very end of several paragraphs, several minutes several. of my life. Yeah. Yeah, that I will not get back.
0: No, yeah.
3: it it's a it's quite a lengthy, you know, eight ten thousand words. I mean, and there's part
0: essay. there's a part two coming. Out. That is part one. Right, mm-hmm.
3: and if this we keep it up, we might one. be in part two. So <laughs> it would be my honor. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the the thing that actually really killed me is that she complained about the subjectivity of the entire move to sort of you know, dismantle the canon with more subjectivity. Like, that was the thing that was so strange to me. Because I'm like, so your readership is is also just disgruntled. Because they don't need you to make a point either. Like, you just get to say, I do not like the fact that anybody, anywhere, may choose to sort of put on exactly the same sort of pedestal, Esperanza Spalding, and Mozart and Beethoven. You just don't like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And that's
3: what a large part of this is about. It feels like this discomfort with losing a foothold that nobody has a right to, right? We're all mm-hmm. Americans in this room. Our music, our artistic expression, and these institutions that carry the names of places like Minnesota Opera are here to represent all of us, right? Mm-hmm. So we can have a reasonable expectation that people with my background, or who with your background, or your background, or any of our backgrounds, should be equally represented at an organization like this, right? That's what she's against. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't get anything else. I really thought she was going to like get into music theory or something at some point, where there might even be like the kernel of logic even if it was something i disagreed with right Right. she didn't even have that no you know it was just the point of y'all want to be here too and you're vocal about the instances in which you were mistreated and you have no right to be here you have no right to be vocal you have no right to feel that you deserve some kind of representation because that makes me uncomfortable and she also doesn't even identify herself as a musician mm-hmm. a music lover no. a composer uh-huh. none of those things she is she is a person who is just unhappy with the idea that america has to live up to its own values and that gets under my skin like it re- yeah. my black skin because i pay the same taxes that everybody else does and i have just as right the just as much right to be here just as much right to express my opinion and just as much right to expect to see my life represented in the art that these grand institutions are holding up and when they don't do it i have just as much right to complain about it like i i am very confused about anybody else thinking something different and if you do think that i encourage you to read anything
2: just read a book and be disabused of that it, it's very upsetting yeah i was especially <laughs> i don't i don't i don't know if i want to to, to scream or laugh or fight when i read the <laughs> the paragraph about um <laughs> oh there's no more you know music programs and schools have declined and um Saying that, and which is yes, true, and Absolutely. schools are extremely underfunded in all mm-hmm. aspects, mm-hmm. and especially the arts. Arts is one of the first mm-hmm. things to go. Mm-hmm. And then in the same paragraph, <laughs> wanted to be like, Black parents aren't putting their kids in music programs as much as other races are. But you just said that there's no music programs in the school what music program is there for them to put their kids in lady where is it where is it the one that doesn't cost also like thousands of dollars also if you would look at the you know um socio-political context of you know the school closings or underfunding of Mm -hmm. the arts and just where it's happening to what racial demographics Mm -hmm. you would like it's everything in here is so half-baked like i can't even
0: (laughs) but it doesn't even matter apparently if you are able to put your black child and also this is just about black people yeah yeah like like she she gives a couple of sops to the asian community Mm -hmm. but like this is about like black people complaining about stuff but like even if you are able to put your child in that like you know five thousand dollar a week program or whatever, and they get into Juliet, then they will not they they will not be up to snuff because like they are black and they were in this black program and it just doesn't it's just not as rigorous. I
3: mean, I mean, clearly, clearly, right? <laughs> right. And, and then she's also like the 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 thing the other thing that like really got me was the fact that she didn't even like or seem that there was space for people to have. Crit- critiques of things that they themselves have experienced i had extraordinarily traditional training in western music that was a part of my background i am not a person who runs from that but i am a person who has a critique of when it served me and when it did not and she's creating a situation where you can't even like have that conversation right and she brings up the the point about you know orchestras blind auditions right as if that somehow is evidence that there is no racism without sort of digging into the fact that before you can even show up for a blind audition, so many things have had to go right for you in your career Mm -hmm. as a musician. And if you are a person of color, not just a black person, generally a person of color, but also a working class person, a person with a disability, any number of other groups, you are probably never going to be in a situation where you are even going to Make it to that place, and she is disturbed that people are problematizing that. And what she tries to do is equate merit with the the sort of coincidental ways that people land there, mm-hmm. and that is also mm-hmm. very
0: bothersome. Oh, oh, do you mean the sentence? But colorblindness is now regarded as discriminatory since it favors the merit over race. That is exactly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like, think that was when I what? closed my laptop for a few minutes and then got so mad I came back and finished the article. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, to what like? I think all of us saw the, um, the panel discussion from LA Opera in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, the pandemic, and it was six black opera artists mm-hmm. talking about their experiences their lived experiences Mm -hmm. as black people Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. industry and she makes reference to that to a story that um russell russell thomas told about being rebuked for showing up late and being on his phone during rehearsals and being sort of punished for that um and feeling mm-hmm. as though he was being singled out. Mm-hmm. For... When he had an emergency But he going had an emergency. He had a family member yes. mm-hmm. that passed away. So yeah, of course he's going to be late. Of course he's going to... Like, we need... if we. It's just humane yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. to mm-hmm. just sort of make allowances for it. But he wasn't getting that. Yeah. And... Yeah, there was one big difference between him and right. the rest of the uh, right. the rest of the cast members, but she chose she chose she chooses in this article to sort of say, well, you know, I mean, but he was late and talking on his phone. I mean, I guess his family member died. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how she said it. That's oh, right. really how she <laughs> says, how she says it. it. Also, how
2: is it even relevant to the discussion that we're like, at all. having? At like, all. this is this man's lived experience. This it seems like your argument is largely about, like, repertoire or training or... I, it's all over the place, Yes, yeah. but then she but... talks about
0: another singer who talks about, like, you know, she has an international career but is only sang in one A-house here in America. And then she's like, well, what about this one person and this one other person? And what about Lawrence Brownlee? What about them? You named, like, (laughs) five people, girl, right? (laughs) I mean, that's a wonderful accomplishment for those people, but, like,
3: if the exception proves the rule... Exactly. And, And divorcing it from the fact that there are generations of black opera singers who had significant yeah. careers overseas mm. who were not being hired here like that is a part of the context
2: there are of... so many you've never heard of
3: exactly mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> i mean it's it's actually go incredible. back to our black
0: black history month on instagram this South Friday. <laughs> yeah. i think it's archived you can learn about some of them yes mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. you have. So. and mm-hmm. if you want to learn about more just shoot us an email we will be happy to edify you As a matter of fact, I think it's probably a great idea for her to do just a hair more research before she dabbles in part two, because I think I actually have a very healthy respect for debate, and if she were coming to this with a whole bunch of facts behind it, it actually would have been really energizing for me to read something and then have to think about where we are and and be in a place where I feel like, okay, this is complicating, some of how I think about stuff. Let let me get smarter, let me get better at my job. But instead, it's just like 10,000 words of complaint and confusion. And and I am very confused as to what is going on with all the people who responded in the comments who are I I guess are just mad themselves, equally mm-hmm. disgruntled. I mean, the comments were just outright nasty. I I know you're like, don't read the comments, but I had to. And they were just (laughs) completely ridiculous. You know, like, what is it about our getting to be in certain spaces that makes people so uncomfortable? Like, I've wondered that my whole life. And I frequently have answers. But, like, I, I would actually like to have that kind of a conversation with someone this is not an invitation to the podcast, Miss McDonald. But, like, I would love <laughs> to actually hear somebody articulate what is this about, you know?
2: Honestly, the whole article, like, reads, like, a lot of what I have seen, heard, received, especially from white women. There's, like, a particular type mm. of... Mm vitriol mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and i think one one day recently like i just had a moment it, it was you know some microaggression that had happened on the street when i was walking on my way to work and i don't know if it was just a something my mom said to me or something my grandma said to me but that like i remembered or that came to me it was just like you have to remember that a lot of the time when they act like this It is actually from a place of deep jealousy and envy Mm -hmm. and (laughs) like not knowing how to handle someone else who does not look like what they were told is the Mm -hmm. epitome, the standard, the Mm -hmm. thing to be all their life. When someone who doesn't look like that gets the spotlight, they cannot handle it. Like, and it's just that simple. Like it reads like. To me, it just read like, like, well, why are they getting this attention? Why are they yeah. getting this attention? Oh, why are there sure. all these black for young sure. artists program? How come? How come so and so gets the headline of the season? How come so and so gets to be gets to be the resident artist? How come so and so gets to be the principal um, in all their shows? Like that's what it,
3: that's oh, yeah, what it, so sounds like. right. it sounds like. It sounds like that right.
2: deep sense of jealousy that I have mm-hmm. experienced anytime there is some sort of success mm-hmm. or shine mm-hmm. that black people." Especially black women or black people of marginalized genders are getting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I read yeah. it and I was like, I know this very well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, see, see note, um, her name is escaping me
3: right now. The, the woman who won silver and shot putt. Oh who did the the gesture on the... the Raven Saunders. I have such a crush.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Raven Saunders, if you hear this.
0: (laughs) Come get that open seat, girl. (laughs) Please, please
2: come sit right next to me. (laughs) But, you
3: know, to your point, I, I... I really do feel like it, it. it is that, right? This difference in comfort with our own being, right? Our own expression. I have long been a person who is very comfortable in my own difference. And I know that used to bug people growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I got older and assumed that some of this evaporated, like in, in the workplace and in the reality, but maybe it doesn't. I guess what changed is I stopped <laughs> caring enough to ask people yeah. why they were bothered, but here we are, right?
0: Well, and it also just makes me a little bit sad. I don't know. Maybe I should be this empathetic, but it's like... What you just said, Paige, reminds me of like that James Baldwin quote that's like, you know, they hold on to so much hate because if they were to let it go, then they'd actually have to deal with the pain. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, wow. She, this, this reads to me as somebody who's just in a lot of
3: pain. Oh, clearly. Um,
0: clearly. And yeah. is just sort of taking it out on people that just have nothing to do with anything. No. <laughs> and,
3: and, and interestingly enough, the people whose names she's elected to drop are so like extraordinarily successful in their respective fields it's mm-hmm. also like they could never be bothered in the first place so like yeah. why are why are
2: you here and a lot of people that the, one would say are people that most folks would say are indisputably talented oh absolutely and deserve to be where absolutely. They and are. all of the
0: people that she cites that you know. Supposedly, are on her side, or somebody who didn't want to be named, an unnamed source. Right. Like, right. that was also very interesting. Okay, so was that Heather Backdonald? <laughs> <laughs> Mether <laughs> Hackdonald? <laughs> Mother- <laughs> <laughs> was that who agreed with you?
2: <laughs> it was the Esperanza Spalding that almost made me put it yeah. down because yeah. I was like, yeah. she. She like got a whole Grammy, like I, I remember when Esperanza mm-hmm. got her mm-hmm. got her Grammy I very, very well deserved. I that. And I remember so many people like, who is she what? What like and her just kinda taking the mm-hmm. world like by storm after that. So I don't know what she's talking about. She must have missed the part yeah. where we were all fawning over Esperanza Spaulding and how that album is amazing. But okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well y'all, I have an, I have an idea.
0: Yes. So apparently since... sense Miss um, Heather does not like <laughs> all of these new diversity, equity, inclusion, access, justice <laughs> programs that have uh, sprung up at classical institutions around the country, and. I am the director of (laughs) diversity and inclusion here at Minnesota Opera. And all of us are in the impact department, you know, working on some of these, these very, what we consider to be here at Minnesota Opera, incredibly important Mm -hmm. uh, issues uh, facing our industry and our community and our world. Why don't we do our jobs for a second?
1: Yeah, yeah, and
0: maybe just school Miss Heather and yeah, some of those it. people in the con in the comments. Um, <laughs> just about perhaps just a little bit of history about, just um, you know, art's role mm-hmm. in uh, colonial takeovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps a little bit about the anti-colonial orchestra movement.
2: to start with personally like some basic geography. Just that when we look at the size of Europe as a as a continent, actually some would say it's even puzzling that it's counted as a continent. (laughs) Fun, Fun fact I'm not gonna go there. I'm I'm not a cartographer. I'm not going to go there. But um or you look at the rest of the world, <laughs> there's just obviously a whole lot more people, a whole lot of other land masses, a yeah. whole lot of other cultures, a yeah. whole lot of other really, really old music mm-hmm. that I'm sure the people in those areas consider to be their classical music. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I-, I think we can just start there. <laughs> <With> like, <laughs> before even any colonialism, you know, there's only just like classical music from all over even though Absolutely. they may not have called it classical in English, the language English, but. <laughs> 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 to me, starting at that basic fact is just like, <laughs> how are we even here? <laughs>
3: well, I mean, I feel like that's the fact that everybody's always struggling with, right? Like nobody actually wants to sit with, this isn't any kind of objective expression of what is good, what came first, what Mm -hmm. is important. This was all just dictated and called that as an effort to reify strata between countries, right? Mm -hmm. And this is how we get into a lot of this, not to mention how particular bits of music were used for nationalistic purposes, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of what we just want to talk about right nobody's even out here at least not like at an opera company right like nobody is sitting here being like let's never again play anything in a language that originated in Europe like that is not the exercise Mm -hmm. a lot of what we're doing is just wanting to have conversations that unpack the histories and then either going to make an effort to remedy some of that or make more space right Mm -hmm. and I think the idea that we're not supposed to even be doing that, to me, is very similar to how a lot of this music was used in the first place, right? Used to yeah. silence people, used to make people feel small, used to make people feel like their their cultures have no contribution to the world's culture. That's what's really burning me up about this. Sorry, I'm, I'm still in my feelings. I'm trying... We to get out of them and back into the podcast. But I I, I feel like it's it's exercises like this that make our jobs so much more complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how do you then turn around and say to especially young people of color, young queer people, this is a place for all of us. You know, we all can be a part of this. When you have other people writing stuff like this and positioning themselves in places of authority as if they know more than others right and i think you know we should take a few minutes to name some of the organizations too that are doing very good work in the opposite direction right Mm -hmm. like i'm thinking of like uh castle of our skins um an orchestra that is predominantly people of color right that really is looking to push some of this out of the way we have gateways which we will say a few things about um what is it, the Color of Music Festival, um, and Dream Unfinished, an orchestra that I am very excited to continue to be working with, that are actually very much in favor of shifting these conversations and are working actively to do that. And Sphinx,
0: Sphinx Virtuosi.
3: And and Sphinx, absolutely. I think Sphinx has done like a a yeoman's task of Mm. really pushing the conversation forward. And putting a lot of people into the pipeline, both as players and administrators, who are going to be empowered to do very different kinds of things with organizations in the future. Lots of uh, future Shanta fakes, right? And (laughs) and I think that, like, that is the kind of work that I am very invested in. And I also want to put out there really quickly, especially for the Heather MacDonalds of the world, that all of Minnesota Opera's education offerings are free. Specifically, because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we do want everybody to have access to quality musical education, because we do recognize that talent is evenly distributed, even if the opportunity is not. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: That's a word.
1: Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm less mad. <laughs>
0: But I do want to go back to yes, just back. a little bit of the history because part of this conversation, just the light bulb went off in my head because I was thinking about something, and I've been thinking about it for the last two weeks that Rebecca Blackwell said mm-hmm. on our last episode. Professor Blackwell. Yes, <laughs> Professor Blackwell. <laughs> but she was talking about Verity mm-hmm. and saying that, like, you know, we're not a, supposed to inject race or politics mm-hmm. into these pieces when Verdi wrote a piece about race for political purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, Lee, you mentioned, you know, earlier about, you know, these pieces being used for nationalistic mm-hmm. purposes mm-hmm. and, you know, to keep people right. excluded right. and to make them feel small, to put down these sort of rebellions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just wondering, like you know, if you could give the audience just a little bit more mm-hmm. about that, because I bet a lot of people don't realize that
3: right. So, um, various composers who had sort of state level jobs, right, took it upon themselves to create pieces that were meant to invite people into the culture right so if you're thinking about some of these particular moments with like Italy and Germany in particular when they were codifying what the nation was who was included as part of it and what their national culture would be and what it would not be right Mm -hmm. specifically who was on the outside certain pieces were written specifically to sort of um, delineate who was German, what was Italian, right? Mm -hmm. And what was not. And then subsequently these pieces were used by the state to reinforce these ideas over and over again. I think we are very familiar with these conversations with Wagner, but this is not the only instance of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there are lots of works that we consider canonical that were either written specifically for these purposes or were... Immediately used in these ways that were fundamentally about excluding groups of people that weren't always just people of color, right? Like yeah. in plenty of these instances, they were other groups of people in Europe, Jews, Roma, like various kinds of folks who were meant to be put outside of a culture. And using music, using visual art, certainly using literature to reaffirm a lot of these things is a fundamental part of understanding what the music is, what its function is, why it sounds and looks the way that it does, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think if you're sort of extending that to where we have used the term classical, as you were pointing out, Paige, which is a word that just has a basic meaning, and then there's the way that it's been applied, right? Mm -hmm. And specifically excluding people from the Americas, excluding people from Africa, excluding people from Asia, excluding indigenous folks from Australia, like... That's also a part of the story, and we shouldn't be running from it. We need to sit and face it, right? We have to have these conversations. We have to talk about what this means, and if in some instances, that means that we are taking a step back from pieces for a period of time because we are now uncomfortable with what they represent. That's a part of a cultural conversation that we should be having. You know, we do not live in a monolithic society. Absolutely. Does it hold up? <laughs> no, I, th- I
0: think that's the question. Like, and we, and for whatever reason, it's like we go back to like movies from the nineties, and we're like, does this hold up? Does Titanic hold up, or like whatever? <laughs> why, why wouldn't we do that for you know Wagner or Mozart or yeah. like any, like why are these the pieces that are in these like you know behind museum cases that we're not allowed to touch?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Part of what that is, too, I think, is these histories also really sort of contour who thinks they get to have a place in the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like the reason that more people of color aren't going through colleges and majoring in musicology or art history is because you, you see what's in museums, you see what orchestras are playing, you see what opera companies are programming, and then it feels like, they're actually, no one's interested in there being a conversation that I am a part of, right?
1: Uh
3: And then you take the additional piece where it feels like those sort of overtures are only made to the rest of us in like February, September, (laughs) October and May, then it really, you really are left with a a thing that's like a cycle that's perpetuating itself, right? Mm -hmm. We are perpetually being kept on the outside so more of us are not interested in getting to the inside and then Therefore, our work is not being programmed, instead it's being ghettoized, right? Like if we're showing up in places, it's not at these grand institutions, it's at places that have like very specific names, like museums of this people's art or, you know, Mm -hmm. calling something contemporary art because Mm -hmm. it's by a black or brown person, period. And, World and, music, right? It, exactly, <laughs> right. Urban, <laughs> urban music. one of, one of the, being the country bumpkin I am, the the whole urban moniker has always been one of the ones that I've like really struggled with, right? Like I didn't it's know like, what a city was as a Like what is that? Mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I so I will mention that part of you know this discussion is inspired by an article that we looked at a while ago um entitled anti-colonial orchestras a cultural response to classical music imperialism mm-hmm. um i don't want to butcher the person's name <laughs> who <laughs> wrote it but it is on a blog called may my it's, spelled M-A, it's M-A-E- M A I. But we'll also put a <laughs> well, link in we, the description for you. Know. We will put a link. Don't, um, don't even worry about but it. But this person like brilliantly summed up some uh I mean some of the points that we're that we're talking about right now about the you know the idea of just like strictly European mm-hmm. classical orchestra kind kind of being dead, that there's been mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, um, you know, widening our perspective of what is classical music, but they're also making the point of, you know, specifically anti-colonial mm-hmm. uh, orchestras that have arisen, that are um, truly, that are kind of in response to colonization but also kind of not Mm -hmm. because they're using musical forms local and they say like local classical music in here which i love Mm -hmm. (laughs) using those forms and kind of creating their own i i guess it wouldn't even be creating it's you know revitalizing Mm -hmm. nurturing cultivating Mm -hmm. like a system of classical music that is specific to where they're from they talk about um Africa and the uh, Pan-African Orchestra in this article but there's some other examples as well so I I, one point that's in here that I want to bring up that I love because I think it also came up in our conversation with Dr. Okoye is not having this like colonial response to Mm -hmm. um Yeah, trying to solve the problem, but then having like a reactionary colonial response. So there's kind of there's a good critique of our of, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion work or rather saying that it's not going uh, far enough, especially since it's presenting it's often presenting solutions. That are from the mind or imagination of the person who is who has been in power and is you know trying to maintain a certain certain power or um, maybe has no knowledge of right. the a whole different perspective of what music is according to whatever indigenous peoples they're they're encountering and I I forgot where I was recently but we talked, I was in a conversation we were talking about. Um, even just the very word art um, or the concept of mm. art not necessarily being a thing to a lot of indigenous peoples because it's just part of culture. Mm. Like it's mm. not even this thing. It's not this thing that's separate from our lives. It's part of how we live our lives. Ooh, it has I like... like I love that. Right? Right? Like art is not just, it's not a thing we make. It's what we do. It's how we live. It's all of that. So, yeah, and it's like this quote
0: um, that that he has um, Frankie Radin of the um, Indonesian National Orchestra saying that music has ceased to be a communication tool, mm-hmm. cultural interaction mm. and spiritual endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, yeah. and I know that when I was a kid and I was making music in my room, Or like when I was in college and I was like, you know, depressed and playing my guitar. (laughs) Or I was like, you know, jumping around on stage with my band, like faking a seizure. I was was using music as a communication tool. I was trying to interact with my culture, with my loved ones, with my... Contemporaries, and it was a spiritual endeavor. When I was just like mm-hmm. in my room alone, I was trying to contact. I used to always call it the universal heartbeat. Aww, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying to con- I'm trying to connect with that universal heartbeat, and Aww. I just feel like that's just like not a thing yeah. anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know. But she, I
2: feel like that's yeah. what people like. What was her name? Heather McDonald. See, I, <laughs> my mind is purposely trying to not <laughs> give it too much energy. Yes. But, <laughs> I mean, that's part of, like, what those arguments don't even address. It's just like, oh, the repertoire. Oh, the representation. It's just like, we're talking about a whole, like, cultural yeah. hegemony. We're yeah. talking about, like, people... Like I I don't even know how to describe like how deep it is like when I when I think about it like art is very much our our culture I was talking to um again Rebecca yesterday having another <laughs> brilliant conversation <laughs> and and we were talking about you know the, the redesign of the education programs and music out loud and stuff and I I don't know how we got here but I was just like I would love I I love when a music program or an art program can honor the ways that like we naturally already start art making like when just just growing up yeah. especially like I can speak for black people and what we do but even just the basic banging out a beat <laughs> on the on the lunchroom table you're learning yeah. rhythms yeah. like yeah. you're you're actually yeah. practicing yeah. when people start getting that that soul clap going yeah. or whatever <laughs> and you know everyone is riffing off of it like it just happens communally yeah. part of our everyday life it's yeah, not just in a classroom there was no I told her there was no children's music in our house growing right. up there's <laughs> no like children's music we listen to the same whatever polyrhythmic thing that my parents are listening to and like I don't know. I feel like there's just like so there's not enough respect given given to that. And people look at people of color and be like, "Oh, but you're not going into musical training or right. you're not pushing your kids right. into musical training. You're not you're not exposing them to classical music." And it's like, um Maybe I'm not, but little man can rap a 16 bar verse exactly. on beat with exactly. flow, and you can't do that. So go back to studying your rhythms and your sight reading. And... Yeah, I, mean, I, I think the
0: disconnect is that you know people like Miss Heather are sort of looking at music, looking at art as something that you do, something mm-hmm. that you possess, mm-hmm. something that gives you status. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're talking about, no, music is just who we are.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly.
0: So could we just have that conversation? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. <You laughs> because have... I don't think she even like understands that.
3: No I I agree with, I agree with I you. Don't well. think so. It it is such a specific <laughs> I don't think it's ever even occurred to her. No because <laughs> I, I think she has this very specific rendering of what art is in her mind mm-hmm. and honestly who can do it and the sort of skill set that it takes to quote create art right? Yeah. And you know my husband and I frequently joke about the fact that black people will make a song out of Anything, mm-hmm. like Bags. literally <laughs> anything, and I just feel like there's... oh yeah,
0: like I'm making my green shake in the morning. I'm like avocado, avocado, <laughs> kale the time for some cucumber. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like no, but like for real.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
3: and I feel like that is like one of my most favorite things about being black. You know, like the all of that, right? Yes. And and that's the thing that I think we celebrate in the community that is not more broadly celebrated by the country even though it's frequently co-opted and replicated, right? Mm-hmm. And I and that's like another part of this, right? Like I would have been more interested in Heather's article if there had been a paragraph or two about appropriation, right? And mm-hmm. all of the things that sort of feed back into like, what classical music is. You listen to, like, Dvorak, right? Like, you hear that he was around black people when he was writing. You can <laughs> hear it. But that didn't make it into her article, right? Like, none of this. And this is what is so bothersome <laughs> to me about the, the broader context in which we work. And I think we get to work in a really nice place that is open to and eager for many of the ideas that we have right maybe not every single one the world is ready for but i feel like this is still like a place where we can generate these ideas and talk about them and and figure out how to move but i feel like if you step too far out into the classical music world there is so much of that you know Mm -hmm. this blog blog article she wrote and I'm not even going to name another one or two that I do read on occasion because I, I feel like I want to know what the the people on the outside are saying. There are people who spend so much energy to being against the idea that we're trying to make this space welcoming to other people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not limited to classical music because you certainly see it in theater and dance. Mm-hmm. And if I have read those blogs, probably film and video games, I... I Absolutely yeah. love comic books. Have thousands of them in my house. I think 20,000 is the actual number that we have. It sounds like Whoa. an obsession, but it's a you, collection. You, um,
0: <laughs> you need to have a conversation with my sister because I think she has at least as many. But well, then I do need to have a conversation <laughs> with my <your> sister. <laughs>
3: but that's another area, right, where comic books have been sort of oh, yeah. completely owned by, like, you know, cisgender, heterosexual white men forever mm-hmm. and they pretend like none of the rest of us read them despite the fact that all these movies are making a billion dollars so clearly other people are interested <laughs> and that's another space right where they're just fighting against the idea you know 10 12 years ago miles morales the you know afro-latino spider-man who came out the kinds of things i was reading on the internet about a fictional 13 year old character and Ooh. you know it and it's like wow, what is wrong with you people like, you? like what is right? Who hurt you? <laughs> or
0: <laughs> I remember when when the Hunger Games movie came out and Amanda Stenberg was cast. Oh, as I remember that. And them. everyone lost their minds until somebody that. pointed out she's black in the book. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing confusing she's, she's, about it. She I read re- the book.
2: I understand. Awesome. And picture this little girl. They they
0: wrote this is a black little girl <laughs> who is in the Hunger Games. And everybody just, I guess, glossed over the word
2: black Mm. and lost their minds. Well, not the first time. Mm. So, no. Uh They they thought she meant olive-toned skin. (laughs) That's what they meant. She said dark. They're like, oh, like like maybe like she's Italian or something. Like (laughs) like... (laughs) that is not the case. No, 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 no.
0: Well, speaking, though, of groups that are pushing back against all of this nonsense, all of those trolls and anti-colonial orchestras, very Mm -hmm. excited. We just Mm -hmm. wanted to shout out really quick uh, the Gateways Music Festival Orchestra, because in April 2022, they are going to be the first all-black ensemble to play at Carnegie Hall. (laughs) Yay!
2: Yes, but also, Witches. like,
3: the, verse. Which the first. Which, th- I mean,
0: that's crazy. I mean, yes, yes, yes but, yes.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: But... but, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. you yes. don't yes. yes. need to pull a
2: Beyonce at Coachella, though. <laughs> With... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you already will in terms of the excellence, but, I mean, her little, you know. Yeah. Her yes. little shade. <laughs> so
0: we will make sure that we uh, post a link in the show notes. Yes. If you are going to be in New York, I believe it's April 22nd. I don't know the exact date. We'll post the date too. We'll actually. post the date. <laughs> I know it's April 2022. Um, I was going to say April 22nd, 2022, but I was like, I don't know which 22 is the right 22. <laughs> but it's April 2022. I know that for sure. Um, so go out there and get tickets, donate, check them absolutely. out, and we'll put a little uh a link to some of their music, yeah, as well. So. I love
3: gateways. If I were in New York, well, if I were in New York, I wouldn't be leaving my apartment because of covid. <laughs> but <laughs> I would be going to see this because mm-hmm. I absolutely love them, so I'm super excited.
2: yeah, I'm hoping we're still doing the live streaming of things oh, by okay. the time yeah. this comes around. yeah, yeah I hope that.
0: I mean, I hope we're doing the live streaming, but that we can also leave our house.
1: That, too. That, too. Um, I'm just being realistic about whether or not I'm traveling to New York. So. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I hope you have your live performance with the Packed House. And there's live streaming (laughs) for people like me.
0: (laughs) Well... This was a wonderful discussion. Wasn't it Yeah. That? Yes. I'm really glad we got to do that. And we got yeah. to have our own. Uh, do I get to be Kid Fury? In this I think <laughs> I you're Kid say. Fury. I think <laughs> you're Kid Thank Fury. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Read. <laughs> <laughs> and with that little bit of appropriation, podcast appropriation, we will be right back with our pure wine Yay! Yay. and we are back <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> and it's time for our favorite segment and Probably yours too. It's not us <laughs> screaming about COVID. It's yeah. actually- <laughs> uh, you know, it's actually us like being joyful. Yay! Yay. <laughs> it's time for pure black joy. PB and J. Peanut butter jelly time. I need like a little sound effect or something. Ooh, you mm. know what I should I should have been like Heather McDonald. You go in the cannon. <laughs> 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 anyway <laughs> oh no, no that, that's going to get me in trouble isn't it
2: <laughs> not, we can not literal oh, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> wonderful good thing um, I just want to just really like I'm not usually in the business of shouting out billionaire capitalists. Um, but when it comes to my Barbadian Bayesian cousin yes. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, uh, Robin Rihanna Fenty. <laughs> yes. I just need to just congratulate you, ma'am, yes. on your success. Yes. And and look at this. You know, she Come it on. is it is she's not a billionaire off of that music. She is a billionaire off of creating makeup mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. you know for for all hues, mm-hmm. for all shades, mm-hmm. lingerie mm-hmm. and underwear mm-hmm. that yes. uh, fits all bodies, all bodies, no matter what your shape, what mm-hmm. your size is. And yeah. look at that! Look at. Uh, uh, an inclusive brand that's worth a billion dollars. <laughs> <Can you>, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> people, people want to be included. Imagine
3: that. I, don't I can't say. even imagine. Get people will
0: spend. Say. People will spend their money on products. That catered to them? <laughs> <laughs> My well, look at God. According to Rianna, yes. <laughs> yes. But congratulations <laughs> to yes. you, Rihanna. Also, you are killing to- it
2: like all these like Caribbean people went in during like Emancipation Week. I yes, know. I know. Yes. I know. yes, yes. Happy uh, uh, Emancipation Thank you. Week. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We love to see it. Shout out to all y'all 51 Jamaicans in the Olympics who have won medals and who have just swept everything. everything. <laughs> I celebrate you. Yes. <laughs>
3: My Favorite time of the, every four years, <laughs> Yes, <I'm> Sure, <laughs> this is the second week of the Olympics, yes. the Summer Olympics. Yes, yes. Just showing
0: out. <laughs> yes. And congratulations to Simone Biles! Yes, yes, come on, you Simone! Know
2: what? Shout out to Sunny Lee, yes, yes. right from yes. across yes. the river. yes, yes from my neighborhood, East St. Paul, represented. And I love that, like, so much of almost every article I read talked about how much her community got her there and supported her and did the fundraisers and everything Mm. she needed for...
3: Yes. We love to see her. Miss Lee, when you get home... If you are free on Wednesday afternoons, girl. We have
0: everybody We are in the middle of a, a pancetta. We cannot have everybody in this room. We're not six feet.
2: We are six feet like, of distance. like also a musician or just like an opera stand. Like what if just, I'm just saying. I'm just or, saying, we don't know until we, we ask. We, we don't know until she don't, asks,
0: We won't exactly. know. We won't know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, just real quick, just want to shout out Simone Biles, because all these people are talking about, you know, oh, spoiled millennials. They just want to just be lazy and da 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 She doesn't have the mental toughness. Excuse you Thank you. Excuse. Thank you. Excuse me. (laughs) The fact that she, without reservation, without apology, in front of the entire world, prioritized her mental health. I can't even do that when I don't want to go out to dinner with someone. (laughs) So I just feel like that was just so amazing. And then for her to, you know to overcome get that bronze medal mm-hmm. you go
2: girl we love you Simone. yes and like i feel like is her mental health yes but also like bodily health and mm-hmm. people people don't talk right. about that in terms of the right. olympics because their ideas just like well they just go 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 and they push their body to the limit right that's what you're supposed to do right like you're supposed right. to just right. perform and push no matter what and she was just like, what? Oh, okay, well, no. Because actually, I would like to be here and continue to have exactly. full use of this fantastic athletic body that I <laughs> was gifted with. <laughs> like, so if you want to see me continue to do that, like, yeah. 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 Then I have to take, I am taking this break. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I just am, period. I'm just like, yes, And maybe this is inconvenient for it. you, but
0: I won the world championships with a broken toe she's still the greatest of all time I Absolutely. have six Olympic <laughs> medals I am a outspoken sexual assault survivor okay. and y'all want me to yep. out here and literally do flips for the organization that did not protect me and
2: literally <laughs> almost break my neck like there have been gymnasts who tried to go through the same thing that she she calls it the, the twisties mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. when like your mind and your your body are not are not in sync like I've read some things about what happened to gymnasts who tried to just like push through all of push that. through it don't it, 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 uh, absolutely not, not. yeah it's not good yeah, yeah. Not no good.
3: like <laughs> and that's why Simone Biles is like such a great role model yeah you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I I just absolutely adore her and I still love you Gabby Douglas like I mean like oh, you I too, girl. I yes. mean I feel like I also just have to <laughs> shout her out because I'm a huge Gabby Douglas fan. Like, I really love seeing these young women out here, like, doing this kind of beautiful work and being role models, because I think, when I think about Simone and Sunisa Lee and the generation of of kids who are going to grow up seeing them on their box of Wheaties Mm. and knowing (laughs) what's possible makes me super happy. Mm. It really, really does.
0: And speaking of the next generation... We were on vacation when this happened, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it.
2: But can mm-hmm. we please talk about Zayla Avancar? Yes! 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 Oh, oh my god! <laughs> Who's just also casually a basketball prodigy? Guinness,
0: like... <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records. Like,
2: excuse me, and the coolest name the ever. Best surname <laughs> of anybody I've ever met in my life. Like, is her is her first name pronounced Zayla or Zayla? I don't know.
0: I might have butchered that. Either way, I, it sounds real cool. Yeah, It yes. really
2: does. Well, Zayla or Zayla. If Avangard, I did not say that either correctly, way. I
0: apologize, and I probably should have
2: <laughs> researched that before I said anything. I'll just call it Guard. I may mean, have I mean, also unnecessarily <laughs> corrected you. I've heard, people say, I've heard people say it both ways, but either way, your parents did that. When they, they sure did. did. They sure did. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to her. She's yes. amazing. Amazing. And I'm sure it will do incredible things Absolutely. and has automatic entry into whatever school institution oh. she ever wants to enter. So ever.
0: Ever.
2: You go girl. Like all, to what you these, do.
0: all these little black children here. I
2: can
1: spell words. What <laughs> you want me to spell? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: well, this has been a joy. Yes. It mm-hmm. I do hope we get to do it again. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> Oh my god, (laughs) I have to laugh so I don't start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But thank you all for joining us. And uh, as usual, please leave a review on Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. That would really help us out. Mm -hmm. Um, Five stars. Please, please, please and pause (laughs) (laughs) and of course you know share with your friends and you know we're just gonna keep
1: having fun and (laughs) being like talking mess
0: (laughs) so yeah do all the things And we'll be back in two weeks for another fun show.
2: Raven Saunders, call me. (laughs) Bye, bye, bye.
0: (laughs) All right, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.